0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, it's Friday! (laughs) Well, now we got an applause line, too. We got like a little peanut gallery in the background. Look at this guy. Wow. Check that out. Hey, um... Uh, Towards the end of the show, I got a little video today that if you uh, believe that nameless faceless bureaucrats give a damn about what you think, this is my beef with government, like why these big government liberals and socialists believe government bureaucrats have any incentive whatsoever to care about anything but themselves or their own power. Watch this video at the end of the show. I'm going to bring it up later. Um, It is so right, Joe. You've seen the tease. Uh, You've seen the video. So we're teasing this thing out. But. It is so worth, like, two minutes of your time watching these Seattle bureaucrats just completely ignore a citizen. I said to Joe before the show, it it reminds me of, remember Pink Floyd before uh, Roger Waters became a raging anti-Semite? Remember the wall? If you don't hate your mate... You can't have any pudding. No. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? No, this is one of the. This is one of those scenes, like a government bureaucrat <laughs> yeah. telling a citizen that. So, stay tuned for that yes, later. Was, I've got a stack show for you today, um, and um, I may be filling in tonight for Hannity on Fox if you all want to tune in. So, uh, we'll be find out in the next uh, next few minutes or so. So, uh, check that out tonight. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Untuck It. These are really, really great shirts. For guys, I'm telling you, untuck it, right? What's the problem with old school dress shirts with the collars on them, right? The old school dress shirts, if you leave them untucked like I like to walk around, they're not made for that. You look weird. They got those little, like, divots on the side. They look terrible. Untuck it made shirts to look good untucked. You ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? Because they were meant to be worn that way so you could tuck them in. Untuck it shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. Untuck it is the brand you're looking for. The shirts are amazing. Paula, you love them, right? Don't they look sharp? Yes, from Paula. There we go. Paula, I'm... <laughs> But, right? Seriously, Paula, don't you love it? It's the original untucked shirt, a modern solution to an old problem with no tucking or tailoring required. No matter your size or shape, the shirts are the perfect untucked length. You got to yell a little louder. Uh, uh paula i sometimes i can't hear you when you're yelling your answers from the inside because <laughs> i got this thing in my ear have you been frustrated with the shirt buying process in the past <laughs> as untuck it uh, uh, uh untuck it'll change your shirt shopping experience uh, uh. listen if the shirts are just amazingly tailored they're beautiful looking shirts you'll look really sharp with more than 50 fit combinations untucked shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages It'll fit your frame perfectly. The materials are beautiful. The color options are amazing. Browse online. Check out their brick-and-mortar stores, too. Uh, Try it in person at one of Untuckit's 50 stores or go to untuckit.com to get started. They'll even offer free shipping and returns on orders in the U.S. You can save 20% on your first order by using my code BONGINO at checkout. That's untuckit, U-N-T-U. C-K-I-T dot com promo code Bongino on Tucket dot com promo code Bongino. Check it out. You'll love their shirts. They are absolutely beautiful. All right. Get into it. First story of the day. Um, this has me really fired up. Um. This persistent media myth, I'm I'm really beyond frustrated with media bias. I think you and I both get it that the media has become uh, a joke. It's become a parody of itself. Very few people, Mm -hmm. as evidenced by polling data, take the media seriously anymore when it comes to reporting facts and journalism. I did a hit on Tucker Carlson's show last night, an appearance, and we were talking about CNN uh, dramatically decreasing its coverage of the Covington case the Nick Sandman case with the uh, Native American and uh, Nick Sandman because CNN is being sued. No one takes the media seriously. And one of the reasons is they lie. Mm -hmm. They lie blatantly, openly, and obviously, and they count on the fact that you will never do your own research to uh, decimate their six sorry lies. And one of the lies that continues to persist, and I really need you to read this piece in the show notes today on this. Um, It's by Steve Cortez, and it is a piece about the Charlottesville uh, conversation that uh, Trump had with the media after Charlottesville and how persistent lies continue about this. Paula has it up on the YouTube. If you want to watch the video of the show, youtubecom slash Bongino. The title of the piece at Real Clear Politics by Steve Cortez is Trump didn't call neo-Nazis fine people. Here's proof. And when Steve put means proof, he means proof like Trump's actual words. Okay. mm hmm. I've been on the air many times on Fox. Uh, I work there now, so I'm, I'm exclusive to Fox on cable news. And I can't tell you how many times this myth, this media lie has come up, that after the Charlottesville uh, 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 incident where that, that maniac ran that lady down and killed her, uh, that afterwards, that Trump called uh, some of these people that showed up neo-Nazis and white supremacists, fine people. Ladies and gentlemen, that never, ever happened. It is a fabrication. It is a lie. And I need you to read this because this comes up all the time because the media does nothing to correct the truth because they're not interested in the truth. They're interested in damaging Trump. It's a sick lie, a pernicious lie, a dangerous one. And it's a really sick act of not misfeasance, but malfeasance because the media can read the transcript themselves. I want to read to you from this piece, just quickly, one quote where Trump was addressing after Charlottesville, was addressing what happened with the neo-Nazi white supremacist folks um, that showed up. In addition, by the way, to other folks that showed up to protest the taking down of Confederate statues, These were separate groups. Okay, so he was asked about it by the media. This is a quote. Paula, throw that up on the screen. After another question at the press conference, Trump became even more explicit when referencing neo-Nazis and white nationalists. He said this. And here's the quote. When he was mentioning fine people that may have showed up at this. I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and white nationalists. Because they should be condemned totally. Let me read that last part again. Because they should be condemned totally. Folks, this is a lie. It is a made-up lie that Trump referenced neo-Nazis and white nationalists as, quote, fine people. It's a fabricated media myth. It is a lie. Steve Cortez puts the actual Trump transcript in there for you to read yourself. I'm asking you to do what I do. You can see on the YouTube video. On your iPhone, see what I have there? I have a screenshot Mm -hmm. of the actual quote. Do what I do. Screenshot the article and the quote yourself. Because you will get in some kind of an argument during the upcoming campaign with a liberal friend who will insist that Trump called neo-Nazis fine people, despite the fact that they're just liars. They're discredited, phony, fake, fraudulent liars. Trump never, ever said that. Keep the screenshot on your phone, read them the actual quote, and ask them to explain to you again how when Trump says that white nationalists and neo-Nazis should be, quote, condemned totally, how that's calling them fine people. Condemned totally, fine people. Condemned totally, fine people. Mm. Condemned totally, fine people. Those two things can't possibly coexist at the same time, Joseph. Mm -mm. Nope. You can't condemn totally. Totally. In other words, is there any more way than totally? Is there super totally? (laughs) Extra super totally? Mega super totally. I ultra super mega like ultra. Remember Ultra? All those like the cat, those electronic cat, they come in, they form the, was that the Ultron or the Megatron guy, whatever? The, the transformer guys, they all come in and they become like the big extra power cat guy or whatever it was. How do you like condemn people more totally than totally? Super mega extra ultra totally. Your liberal friends are liars. Just know this. You are on the right side of the truth. Perfectly legitimate to have political beefs with Donald Trump in a constitutional republic where we, unlike the left, believe in free speech. Your ability to speak out against Trump Mm -hmm. is 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 to be protected, even by us on conservatives, because that's what we believe in. But your ability to lie, although protected, know this: you're immoral. You're a stain on society. You have no ethics, you're a liar. And you're what contributes to the problem in the United States because you're making it up. Mm-hmm. He did not say that. I bring it up because the left is now having a real problem with Donald Trump in the 2020 election. They're starting to see... Um, there's an interesting article in the Washington Examiner. It's not... I don't I don't have it. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll give it to Paula we'll put it up after the show, but on the video... Sorry, Paula. I love my wife to death, but I frequently put her on the spot as she helps me out with the show here. Um... There's an article in the Washington Examiner today that a lot of Republicans are starting to see that, you know, the popular vote, we may lose the popular vote again. I, I don't think so. I think we got a good chance of winning the popular vote in the 2020 reelect, but the electoral college uh, vote, at, at least for now, it looks pretty good as long as turnout is high. That's why I said to you yesterday, make sure you bring 10 friends to vote with you. Mm-hmm. Unlike the left, 10 legal friends, so you know, who can mm-hmm. actually vote, Um But you will see when that electoral college victory and the polling data starts to turn in favor of Trump, if the economy stays solid, folks, you will see a doubling and a tripling down of of attacks on Donald Trump based on identity, politics and race. And I guarantee you they will use this Charlottesville nonsense. That is not what he said. Speaking about Charlottesville, that neo-Nazis were fine people. It's made up. Okay, Um, I spent a little extra time on that than I planned, but it's important. All right, folks, uh, yesterday I, I told you I'd get back into the New Zealand, uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, the, the tragedy in New Zealand and the uh, really misguided response by effectively the attorney general of New Zealand. Um, here is a cut. Of course, there was a maniac uh, a savage who GoPro live Facebook stream mm. um, his uh, his savage killing of, of innocent. I, I can't even like I said, I get, I get very emotionally me talking about because I can't imagine what kind of sickness you have in your soul uh to be able to do that to someone who an innocent person sitting on the ground writhing in pain after you just shot them to go up and make sure you finish your sick job is really um uh you know you're not even an animal because animals don't do that to each other it's really just disgusting you're you, you know you're the spawn of satan on planet earth But New Zealand had a really misguided approach to this. Their attorney general has come out with effectively a semi-automatic firearms ban, which is going to basically ban most firearms from New Zealand, which was an overly reactive, misguided approach. It's not going to do anything to reduce violence, gun violence, crime or anything else. We've seen examples of that in the past. Um, Here's a quick cut of of this representative in New Zealand of their law enforcement operation uh, talking about what they're looking to uh, to do here. And I want to just... Uh, to when she says something at the end which is categorically wrong and I have the evidence to debunk it so play that cut
1: we do have guns in New Zealand that are used for legitimate purposes by responsible owners every single day and that includes our rural community they manage pests they use for animal welfare and also for recreation I've been steadfast in my belief that the vast majority of these owners will support what we are doing here today because it's about all of us. It's in the national interest, and it's about safety. I will work hard to retain that support as we work on the remaining tranches of reform that we must make to prevent an act of terror happening in our country ever again.
0: Now folks, uh, that's wrong. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, this will not make anybody in New Zealand safer, as she said. It's not about safety. Now, we have examples of this. I spoke about this a little bit uh, the other day. Uh, You have Australia, uh, pretty darn close to New Zealand, which tried a similar experiment um, in 1996 after another massacre over there. They did a gun confiscation program as well. I discussed this at length in a show the other day. But one of the facts about Australia that's frequently left out of the debate is there are more guns in Australia now. Um, I have a number for you. After the gun confiscation in 1996 in Australia, basically what they're doing now in New Zealand, replicating this misguided policy, Joe, they had about one million firearms that were destroyed in Australia. Mm-hmm. You may say, wow, that's a lot. Uh, so any allegations that, that uh, the crime or homicide rate, which did go down, but didn't go down any significantly higher of a rate than it did before the gun confiscation ban, right? right. You may say to yourself, well, OK, that was due to the one million guns being destroyed in Australia. Uh, folks, those firearms, 1 million that were, lo- or that were destroyed, were replaced with 1,026,000. In other words, as I've said to you repeatedly on the show, any allegation uh, you put in as an allegation is not true, that this gun ban, gun confiscation thing in Australia led to a decrease in, in homicides, in crime, whatever you may say, is nonsense. Number one, the statistics don't support that. The, uh, the actual crime rate, gun homicide rate was going down in Australia and went down at a quicker rate in the United States. But secondly, there are more guns now in Australia than there were before the gun ban. They destroyed a million, Joe. They've replaced them with a 1,026,000 more.
1: Don't need the abacus for that.
0: No, you don't need the abacus. Very simple no. math. I remember, I've told you this story a couple of times. When mm-hmm. 60 Minutes Australia yeah. came to my house, yeah. the guy was stunned when I told him that. <laughs> I said, let me get this straight. You're crediting this gun confiscation. In other words, less guns with less crime, right? Folks, let's just take it out to 60,000 feet and think about this logically. You know, I, ha- I have this liberal who tweets uh, uh, about my show. He listens to my show. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. He's like, I listen to the show, and, you know, some of the stuff, it is crazy. What, what's crazy? I'm just asking you what's a ca- simple question. If you're assertion, right? I'm, I'm working on what the liberal thesis is here, Joe. Yeah. Less guns equals less crime, right? That's right, They Dana. want less guns, That's and right. they believe it leads to less crime. That's right. It, it's not hard, right? That's Thank you. Not hard. Not hard to figure out. Not hard. The problem is, the first half of your relatively simple equation is not true. There are not less guns in Australia. There are more guns. Less guns equals less crime. Less crime, more guns. It's right. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't work. You're you're not telling the truth. I love when they do that. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy on that show. Okay, well, what's can you? <laughs> oh man, I, I, I like I like what you said. Why do you torture yourself? Why do you read liberal feedback to your show? Well, I do it because, number one, we have to market our show. We don't have a big marketing budget. So the way we've grown to be the number three conservative podcast right now in the country um, is by micro-targeting and generally following the feedback on the show and addressing on social media how we're going to target the show to people. So I read what people say about the show. I read the liberal stuff because I find it comical. (laughs) I really do. I do, too. It's crazy. It's crazy. This is crazy, right, Joe? You're making it. You're you understand? You're the one that's crazy. You're making an assertion not backed up by any facts or data that the gun confiscation ban in Australia worked. Therefore, what happened now in New Zealand will work well because there are less guns. Therefore, there will be less crime. Yeah, but there's more guns. So your assertion is more guns equals less crime. No, that's not what I'm saying. But there are more guns. The guy from 60 Minutes Australia to get back to my point was totally perplexed. The media guy he didn't get it like he's like oh that's not true mate i'm like brother look it up so i showed it to him and he's like you know what you're right there are more <laughs> guns in Australia." i'm like can you just admit your whole point is garbage then <laughs> so the point just to, and i'll wrap this up yeah. to show you that new see Ze- what new zealand's doing is entirely misguided if this will not work at all the united states has more guns and more guns per capita than these countries, and their crime, homicide rate, and gun crime rate has been going down at a greater rate than Australia. Australia's had a decrease in as well since the gun confiscation, but there are now more guns in Australia than there were before the gun confiscation. You don't make your point if, you based on fa- if you're basing this on facts and data. You're making ours that firearms can have a deterrent effect as well. So your correlation is actually wrong. It's not less guns equals less crime. It's more guns equals less crime. But that's only if you do facts and data. They destroyed a million guns in Australia. A million 26,000 more guns appeared since then. That's 26,000 more guns than the million they destroyed. Just checking the math there. Joe, a million, a million 26,000. That's 26,000 more, right? Uh, Okay, good. That's right. Yeah, that's correct, Dan. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome, Dan. Hey, Paul, is my math right on that? (laughs) Just check it. Thank you, Paula. Paula's smarter than me. I married up. She understands all the computer quantitative stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's sad we have to do this, but that's why I do. That's why I read the liberal feedback. Because it shows you, Joe, the intellectual vacuum they live in when you confront them with actual facts. They get very upset. Mm -hmm. They get very upset because the arguments they're so emotionally married to. Guns, more guns equals more crime. Less guns equals less crime. When they find out that that correlation is actually backwards, that more guns equals less crime, mm. they're just so frustrated that they lash out. The show's crap. The conspiracy theories. There's a whole bunch of crazies on there. Uh, We're yeah. crazy. You sure about that? We're the crazy ones. Really, think that through. All right. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. You, you wish that double chin would just disappear? Are those bags and puffiness under your eyes getting a little worse every day? Just listened to an email from Robin S. From Lubbock, Texas. I put the jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I am blown away. My family loves GenuCell. These products are terrific. My mother-in-law is always like, hey, Dan, get me some more of that stuff. With GenuCell's natural actives and a pure antioxidant base with no parabens, no chemical scents, and no pharmaceutical preservatives, it's the clean luxury your skin deserves every day. Order right now in the GenuCell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free just for ordering the classic genucell plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness text the word young to 77453 or go to genucell.com that's genucell.com with shamanese 100 money back guarantee you won't need it folks they, they put it out there because they're so confident you're gonna love this stuff it's so good my family loves it you only have the bags wrinkles and the double chin to lose order now while three-day shipping is still free text young to 77453 or go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. We love GenuCell. All right. So moving on. We covered the uh, nonsense about Trump's Charlottesville comments. He did not call them fine people. All we right. covered the New Zealand uh, now gun confiscation ban. This is going to backfire. Uh, it just produced you the evidence that in a in a similar location and mm. place in Australia, they tried the same thing and it completely blew up. Uh Folks, more evidence that the left is uh, is really worried about the Mueller report. I don't know when the Mueller report is going to drop, folks. Um, there's a rumor it's going to drop today, uh, Friday. Um, I am not sure when it's going to drop. I, I, I don't have any. I mean, I have some sources, but they're not in the Mueller uh, directly. They've been very quiet, the Mueller probe. So I'm not sure when it's going to drop. But what I am sure about, what I'm getting from a lot of people um, who are connected to this, let's say, is that the Mueller report is going to be a big nothing. Uh, It's going to be a nothing with regards to collusion. It's going to be a lot of smoke, um, but it's not going to be any fire there. It's going to be a lot of smoke because the Mueller report will likely be used by the Democrats, Joe, to engage in an impeachment proceeding. So that's leading to, just so you're clear where I'm going with Mm -hmm. this, um, it's leading to a bit of a freak out up on Capitol Hill, especially amongst the delirious crowd. Um, When I say delirious crowd, I don't mean like the uh, Eddie Murphy comedy skit. Um, I mean like the Capitol Hill uh, swamp rat Democrat crew who in normal, polite society would already have been completely discredited uh, for lying over and over. And specifically, I'm talking about Adam Schiff and Representative Eric Swalwell. Um, These are two lunatics who have continued now for two years to lie, deceive Um, And and openly disparage the president of the United States with accusations of treason, uh, being a traitor, being a Russian asset, colluding with the Russians, despite absolutely no evidence that that's true. Now, in polite society, people who lie repeatedly about the president of the United States like that and can produce no evidence um, would be discredited and would be laughed out of public life. Uh, But that's not the case because the media, as I showed you with the Charlottesville comments in the beginning where they continue to lie, the media just hates the president and the media uh, candidly is done is done telling the truth about the president. Oh, hold on. I got to move that fan over. I realized that um, my shirt is like blowing in the wind there. I'm, I'm try- Paula, I'm surprised you didn't text me about that. She usually sends me a text. I see it on the screen. Move the fan. Your shirt's blowing all over. <laughs> Did you notice that out there? You didn't notice? I saw it on the bottom. It gets really hot in our studio for all these. <laughs> Paula's like my backup. She sees things I don't see all the time. Um, So Swalwell specifically, um, who is one of the chief conspiracy theorists nutjobs, talking continuously about a Russian collusion scandal that doesn't exist despite no evidence, he's starting to panic. And I believe he's panicking again because I know he understands this Mueller probe is going to make him look like a fool for going on TV shows and talking about collusion that didn't exist. So I want to quickly, uh, quickly play this cut because it leads to where the Democrats are going to go next. And I'm going to give you the ammunition to fight the next fight that they're going to bring up when the Mueller report turns out to be a big a, a box of air popcorn. There's nothing in it. Play that cut. I don't believe him uh, because uh, he has obstructed every step along the way. He, if the Mueller team has a uh, cable package, uh, they will have seen him obstruct uh, on cable news Uh, nightly, uh, almost. Uh, There's no exception to who could be so dumb that they would tell Lester Holt that they obstructed justice by firing James Comey. I also don't believe him because he won't sit down, even though he's been given the questions that investigators want to ask with the Mueller team while others have gone under oath. And and I don't believe him because he has put in place uh, two people to be attorney general who auditioned for the job by saying that they don't believe in the legitimacy of the Mueller investigation. There we go. There we go. You see what he's doing now? He's making the pivot, like I've said repeatedly, folks, and you're going to see more of this, especially when the Mueller report drops. You're going to see more of this. The pivot where, Joe? Mm. To obstruction. Obstruction, Right away, they go to obstruction. So remember, Eric Swalwell, this lying fraud, who for two years has told you he believes Trump is a Russian asset, when the evidence comes out that the guy they put all their faith in, Mueller, drops his report showing conclusively that those allegations are false, in other words that Swalwell's a liar, he's always been a liar Swalwell falls up on his backup line, which I told you was Mm going to happen, Mm -hmm. I've warned you repeatedly, the obstruction line. Now, I don't like repeating content, but this is important because if the Mueller report drops, afterwards you have to have this handy on the tip of your tongue ready to debate your liberal friends Especially the ones listening to this show Who again are liars And are unfamiliar with how to rebut Nonsense obstruction charges Point number one Uh, Here's a quote Uh, You could throw that up on the screen Paul, About the satellites The President of the United States They're talking about Donald Trump This is from Jim Comey Former FBI Director's own memos I want to read this quote Now keep in mind what we're talking about Keep the headline in mind The headline with the Democrats is going to be, okay, maybe there was no collusion, but he clearly obstructed the investigation, Donald Trump, into collusion. Really? Here's a quote from the President of the United States from Jim Comey's own memos. The President went on to say that if there were some satellite associate of his who did something wrong, it would be good to find that out, but that he hadn't done anything wrong and hoped I would find a way to get it out and that we weren't investigating him, Comey said. Ladies and gentlemen, this quote by Jim Comey entirely rebuts Eric Swalwell, the lunatic, conspiracy theorist fraud, his entire assertion that the investigation was obstructed. Jim Comey, Joe, can we both agree? Uh, listen, I can't get in Jim Comey's head, but can mm-hmm. we both agree, based on Jim Comey's public statements, mm-hmm. that Jim Comey clearly, I mean, would it be reasonable to say Jim Comey clearly doesn't like the president? Yeah, I uh... I'd say so, Dan. Uh, Comey does not I, I know, like the I know I see president. the hand on yeah. the chin. I know I wanna make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I Comey does... I know you're in deep thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... a fair assertion, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Comey right, doesn't yeah. like the president. Okay, thank you. Now, I say that to Joe, not to break his chops or that, but simply because it's pretty obvious at this point that Comey has no reason to defend President Trump. He doesn't like him. His public statements about President Trump um, have been uh, pretty darn nasty. He doesn't like him. Why would Comey put in a memo that the president, asked him specifically to look into his satellites in other words, people around him that may have done something wrong if he was obstructing an investigation into people who did something wrong I'm just asking again the libs that listen to the show and your liberal friends you'll be forced to debate during the campaign mm-hmm. how is it obstructing an investigation for the president of the United States to specifically request the FBI director look into people that may have done something wrong i i don't understand i'm 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 asking a serious question yeah. I'm not doing, folks, I mean this. I'm not doing this facetiously or flippantly. I'm asking you seriously, if you believe this, if you are a liberal or a never Trump rhino or a swamp rat, and you are committed to the idea that Trump somehow obstructed this investigation, how is it that he asked the FBI director specifically to investigate an investigation he was allegedly obstructing? I'm just asking you to, Don't you sense the cognitive dissonance there? I'm asking you in your own head to reconcile those two points. By the way, this memo was behind closed doors. Why do I say that, Joe? Because I can already foresee a liberal response in their bizarre world they live in. Well, he was only doing that for the press. He didn't mean it. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, that quote's from Comey's own memos. There were no press around. So while no one was there... No one was there. This wasn't some PR statement. It wasn't some PR ploy. While it was Comey and Trump, Trump specifically asked the FBI director to do this investigation, and now you're alleging it was obstructed? Even worse, folks. Right after Jim Comey is fired, just days after, as a matter of fact, Andrew McCabe, the then acting director, the number two under Comey who takes the helm after Comey's fired, is asked by Senator Rubio up on Capitol Hill If there were any efforts to obstruct his investigation, he says, quote, no efforts. There were no efforts to obstruct the investigation. Folks, I'm just asking you again to be reasonable. Now, I've covered this before, but it's important in light of the Mueller report, because I'm telling you, mark my words. You will see the pivot immediately. When the Mueller report discredits the collusion hoax, they will move immediately to obstruction like you're seeing Swalwell lay the groundwork for right now. These lunatics will never give up. They have no, their penchant for lying is unparalleled. They have no attachment to the truth at all. They are strictly politicians. And I want to just say one more thing before I move on. These are serious charges, folks. You're alleging that an American citizen... Yeah, he's the President of the United States, but he's an American citizen first. Regardless of his foibles or picadillos or whatever. You're alleging that an American citizen colluded with an enemy of the United States to engage in a treasonous act to win an election with no evidence at all? Do you have any soul? Any soul? Do you have have any attachment to ethics... Or is there, is there ever that person on your shoulder, that little guy on your shoulder, that says, hey, Congressman Swalwell, maybe you shouldn't say that? It's really gross. I would never, ever do that to another human being. And I hope no Republican would ever do that either. Accuse someone of betraying his country, the Benedict Arnold of our time. The real Benedict Arnold is Swalwell betraying his country by lying to Americans about very serious charges. He's just making this up. And candidly, folks, it's pretty gross. Okay. Um, Michael, uh, excuse me, Byron York. You know what, let me get, let's me get let get there. I want to knock this out uh, so we can do this. Your sponsors pay, uh, you know, pay good money to be here and to talk to you. So uh, I'm going to hit this, and I want to hit Byron York because he's a really, really tremendous piece in the Washington Examiner today. Um, and I want you to be ready. And it's about essentially, again, this dossier, but it's taken from a different angle. And it's important we cover this. All right. Today's show finally brought to you our buddies at Harry's. I shaved. how do you think? I shaved with Harry's this morning. Paula, how does it look? look all right <laughs> the great part about Harry's is you don't have to shave like 15 times a day you get the closest most comfortable shave you don't have to shave I don't I usually get a five o'clock shadow I don't get any of that with Harry's the nice part about Harry's too is you know, you know what some of those other cheapo razors or even some of the the ones with the electro glido balls or whatever they have on them Joe you have to go over <laughs> your face like 20 times and you wind up like cutting yourself to ribbons yeah, Harry's yeah. one time One pass, you're good to go. We love Harry's. It's really, really terrific. Very comfortable. Closest shave out there. Join 10 million who've tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer today by going to harrys.com slash Bongino. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Joe, you know what I'm talking about, right? The vibrating heads, the flexi balls, the bicycle-like handles with like emergency brakes on them. (laughs) These things look like uh, spacecraft. Looks like the space shuttle. They don't look like razors, and these brands do this to up the price. Every razor, what's every razor? Like 750 bucks a razor? <laughs> Razor, it's ridiculous. You go bankrupt. That's why these stores have to keep the little razors in lock boxes. You ever go to a pharmacy now? Because people can't afford them anymore. Harry's has fixed that problem. They have a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. They bought their own blade factory to do it. And they've been making quality blades for 95 years. They've received over 20,000, not 2,000, not 1,000, 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Replacement cartridges for Harry's, or Harry's are just $2 each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. All Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee if you don't love your shave let them know they'll give you a full refund here we go get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a clean close shave comfortable Weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering, shave gel. It's nice. And a travel blade cover so you don't ding up your razor. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial at harrys.com Bongino. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash Bongino to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support our show. That would We'd really appreciate that. Thank you very much. harrys.com slash Bongino. Okay. Byron New York, uh guy I really respect who does tremendous work on this entire debacle uh, that will be exposed. Um. Uh, hopefully soon yeah byron. Uh, as, as bill barr the attorney general gets to the bottom of it byron york is an interesting piece uh, and, it, and it the reason i'm bringing it up after the swalwell cases he's like hey listen it's been three years joe now since the dossiers originally surfaced paula put the piece up on our youtube channel again youtube.com slash bongino please subscribe watch the show on video too um the piece is entitled years later trump dossier still frustrates verification efforts why is this important right Folks, I have hammered this over and over and over again the importance of this. There is a verified a verified verification procedure. There you go, double verified. The procedure is called the Woods Procedure. There is a file with cases that go to the FISA court. If I was to spy on Joe Armacost and go to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to use it, it is critical that the information I use and put in front of the judge where I raise my right hand and swear to, you see all those Band-Aids on there? I'm like falling apart, man. That's from my, uh, having all those fatty tumors removed. It's just like crazy, by the way. When you raise your right hand, the facts you bring up in front of the FISA court judge because it's not an adversarial proceeding have to be verified. They are verified by this procedure called the woods procedure it's a big focus of my second book on spygate because as i've said to you why does this matter joe it matters because the woods procedure for verifying information used to spy on people in the fisa court is a documented administrative procedure with a file people have to put their john hancock on it they have to sign their names In other words, ladies and gentlemen, there is a paper trail of people who agreed that the information used to spy on Trump, in other words, the dossier, Mm -hmm. there is an information trail, an administrative trail of people who signed off on it, even though the information was never verified. This is why the FBI is in a panic and is desperate to make this go away. So Byron York does a really nice job in this piece. Please read it at the show notes, by the way. If you go to our website, Bongino.com, the little menu on every website, just go to podcasts and under the podcast, the show notes are attached to every single, uh, every single uh, show. You can see them right below. My wife does a great job putting it together. If you subscribe to our email list by doing the same thing, go to the menu, hit subscribe. I'll email you these articles every day. Here we go. The Byron New York piece in the Examiner. He goes through a series of allegations. Now keep in mind, this is why this is important. The Woods file, people signed off, Joe. Yeah. They signed off that this information is true. What information? And was it verified? So if you're raising your right hand, suggesting that the information in the dossier you used to spy on Trump is true, we would believe this information has been verified. Mm -hmm. So let's go through point by point, key allegations in the dossier they used to spy on Trump, which you are in the piece, and see if, in fact, they've been verified. Joe, this isn't hard. You're figuring out where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, baby. Armacost raises his right hand in front of a FISA judge as an FBI agent. I swear the information in the dossier is true. Is it true? Let's see. Allegation number one. The allegation that in 2013 in a Moscow hotel room, Trump watched as prostitutes performed a, quote, golden showers show on a bed in which former President Obama had once slept while Russian spy cameras recorded the whole thing. Now, Joe. They went to court, mm-hmm. raised their right hand yes, and said, in fact, the information in that dossier was true. Now, if this specific tidbit of information is in there, uh, we'd have to see the redactions. We're not sure, mm-hmm. but we know it was in the dossier, the dossier that was used to get the FISA warrant. How do we know that? Because Deputy Director Andy McCabe of the FBI has already told us that the dossier was in fact a key tenet of the FISA court application to spy on Trump. As a matter of fact, Andrew McCabe said the warrant would have not existed without the dossier. Was this golden shower story verified? The answer? Joe, do you have a buzzer? Eh. No, it was not verified. There is not a single scintilla or tidbit of information that this ever happened that the, quote, Russian spy cameras recorded it, that there's a tape or anything. So somebody signed a Woods file saying this had been verified when, in fact, it was not verified. Uh Uh-oh, Jim Comey's in a little bit of trouble. Number two, the allegation that the head of Rosneft, the giant Russian state-owned oil company, offered low-level Trump foreign policy advisor Carter Page billions of dollars in return for ending U.S. sanctions against Russia. Has this ever been verified? The answer to this, eh, nope, not verified either. Matter of fact, not verified looks completely ridiculous. Carter Page has never been arrested. He's never been charged with a crime. There is no evidence whatsoever that this oil company uh, offered Carter Page anything. Matter of fact, there's no evidence this even, the the, the meeting they're talking about even happened. Somebody raised their right hand and said this was true. No good, NG. This is why I'm telling you the three-letter people are in trouble. FBI, agency folks, and others who propagated this myth. Allegation number three, the allegation that in August of 2016, Trump fixer Michael Cohen met Russian officials in Prague to arrange secret payments to Russian hackers who attacked the Clinton campaign. Did this happen? A big, fat no. This did not happen. This never happened. Michael Cohen has sworn under oath repeatedly that this did not happen. No evidence has surfaced this had happened. Matter of fact, when McClatchy reported that this had happened, the Mueller team came out later. Again, the Mueller team, no love for Donald Trump at all there, and said there was no evidence that this, in fact, happened. Somebody raised their right hand and said this was true. By the way, I will guarantee you that is in the FISA application, the Prague allegation. It didn't happen. Finally, allegation number four. All in the York piece. Again, I highly recommend you read. The allegation that short-term Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort managed the well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between the campaign and Russian leadership, including, Joe, an intelligence exchange that had been running between them for at least eight years, and that Manafort was succeeded in that job by Cohen after Manafort left the campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, how do we know this didn't happen? Again, someone swore to it. Right hand up. You swear to tell the whole truth. It doesn't so help you God. So help me God. I swear. How do we know this didn't happen? Because Manafort's already been charged by Mueller, Joe. That's right. And none of that appears in the actual charging documents, which Byron York eloquently lays out in his piece. So, Manafort. So let's get this straight: Mullafort Mueller, Muller. <laughs> man, is that a slip? Mueller is tasked with investigating Russian collusion. Somehow, as evidence that Manafort was colluding with the Russians, according to that fourth allegation, and although he describes everything else under the sun in the indictment, what they call "speaking" indictments, when you say more than's necessary in the indictment, he conveniently leaves the key component of it out. Joe, that only makes sense if you're a complete idiot. I'm <laughs> seriously, if you, if you, I'm serious, if you have no <laughs> sense of investigative prowess at all. Finally, this is important. Trey Gowdy. Asks Jim Comey a question under oath. This is important. This is why Comey is in a world of trouble. And I bring this up because this is why Comey is lashing out, too. Comey lashed out yesterday. Uh, He wrote an op-ed. And in that op-ed, Joe, former FBI Director Comey, fired by Donald Trump, said, well, listen, I don't even care if Trump colluded with the Russians. Basically, I'm just interested in the facts. Comey wasn't interested in the facts when they signed off on FISA warrants, which had so-called facts in there that were not facts at all. Oh. So Gowdy asks him, here's a quote from Trey Gowdy. Do you know whether the Bureau, the FBI, endeavored to either contradict or corroborate factual assertions made in what was later described as the Steele dossier, asked then Rep. Trey Gowdy. Here's Comey's answer. My understanding is that the effort That an effort was underway to try to replicate, either rule in or rule out, as much of that collection of reports that's commonly known now as the Steele dossier as possible, Comey answered. And that work was ongoing when I was fired. No, 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 folks. No good. No bueno. Joe, you can't verify a series of facts Mm. and then have the verification procedure ongoing when you were fired. You were fired in May Mm -hmm. after four FISA warrants had already been issued. You understand why Comey's in a world of trouble right now?
1: Oh, yeah, daddy.
0: They, They signed off on a Woods file, a verification file that the information was verified. Listen to me. This is important. Before they went into court. Not ongoing after they got out of court for the fourth time. So four times you swore that a bunch of information, your number two, McCabe, is already acknowledged, was used to spy on the Trump team. You swore it was true. But now you're telling us the information was the efforts to verify it were still ongoing in May. Folks, these two things can't be true. Read the York piece because he talks about Maffa, another FBI supervisor, who gives the most circuitous, ridiculous answer when asked a basic question again. Did you verify the information like you were supposed to according to the Woods procedure before you went into the FISA court or not? Moffa's answer's all over the map. Ah, man, we kind of, sort of, we were into the flux capacitor. What? What are you talking about? Just a yes or no. Did you verify the information or not? The reason they give these circuitous, long-winded answers like Comey just did is because the answer is no. And that's why they're in trouble. They're in a world of trouble. This case is going to get a lot uglier, folks. I promise you. All right. Um, as I promised, this Seattle clip here, uh, oh, moving man. on. This is, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's about two minutes, a long clip. I'm sorry. I don't like to play long clips. It's kind of verboten in video and TV to play clips longer than like a minute, minute 30. Um, but this is important because it's something I've talked about frequently on the show, how government bureaus, bureaucrats, politicians, and, and the like, they have this great unwashed attitude towards the rest of us, like we're their minions. Keep in mind, it is not hyperbolic or any exaggeration of our structure of government say, these people work for us. We pay them. We give them power. It is the consent of the govern. Yep. We pay them and their power, everything. Their financial security is based on our money, our tax dollars. That's right. And the very power we give them is based on the consent of us. But that's not the way government works anymore, whether at the local, federal, or state level. These lunatics, many of them, think that, that, that we work for them. Now, I have never, I sent this out and Greg Gutfeld re, retweeted the, the tweet because I think he was disturbed by it. I wouldn't be surprised to see it later on one of the, one of the shows. Hat tip the blaze for picking this up. And I have the article in the show notes today as well if you'd like to read it. So the Seattle City Council, Joe, is having an open public hearing. Remember, yeah. these city council people work for us. That's right. Where citizens who empower them and pay them are allowed, and I use the quote allowed because some, you know, I don't know any other way to say it, they have an open comment period we are allowed to come in and you're allowed to present your comments in a two-minute time period. That's not unreasonable because a lot of people have a lot of things to say. And mm-hmm. I don't have any beef with the, the time thing, the two-minute time period. But I want you to watch what happens when this guy, I don't know this guy, I've never met him in my life. He comes in with a prepared two-minute statement to talk. And as he gets up to the microphone, these council people don't even have the courtesy. Imagine if I did my show, Joe, like this. Hey, folks, nice to see you today, Dan Bongino's show. Yeah. Hold on, let me surf a little bit. Here I got my email. Uh, folks, it'd be about two, it's annoying now, and I'm, I'm making yeah, a man. mockery of it. If I did a show like that, I'd have about a thousand viewers, if that, and it'd probably be family members and friends and people I'd have to pay to watch the show. But watch the way the city council people completely ignore this citizen who's trying to petition his government as his God-given right is. Play that cut.
1: Next is Richard Schwartz. Good Good afternoon. Afternoon. Um, Before you start the clock, could you stop me for a second? Uh, it's real discouraging to come up here and see all the heads down. It's, it's like... You Sir,
0: know, it's you're on a two-minute timer here, so let's go.
1: I'm not I don't following you.
0: You're on a two-minute timer.
1: Could you start it over,
0: please? No, we're not going to. Just go ahead.
1: So it was unreasonable for you to ask that people look up and give me their attention? Sir, you have we're two
0: minutes. We're all looking at You have two minutes. Now you have a minute and 30 seconds.
1: Okay, well, I guess I won't be able to say it. Um, Last week, you limited, uh, this kind of goes to the heart of what I was going to talk about, which was the state of our democracy. Last week, you limited speakers because of the number of speakers to one minute each, but you allowed uh, Pamila Jayapal to speak as long as she wanted to. It was four or five minutes. And it reminded me of uh, George Orwell's famous saying from Animal Farm about how all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I feel like I'm being treated now, just because I was kind of asking for your attention. Like, I noticed you all were very attentive to Ms. Jayapal the other, last week, and I just wanted to ask for your attention before I started, and I immediately got a hostile response back from you. I don't understand that. So you don't ever respond to... Citizens or what?
0: I do, sir, but you have two minutes for public comment to the agenda items.
1: Well, it's all on tape, and I think it's a a pretty sad commentary that you think that asking for you guys to look up off of your computers and give attention during a short period of time was an unreasonable thing. I really feel bad about that. Thank
0: you. Gosh, man, dude. That's tough to watch, man, isn't it? Yes, it is. It really is. Yeah. I, it really, like, that's like the fifth or sixth time I've seen that, and mm-hmm. it gets worse every time. God bless you, brother. I don't know this guy. I don't know him from Adam. I don't know if he's a liberal, conservative. I don't even know, communist. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know who this guy is. But God bless you, man. You did the right thing there. Mm-hmm. If these faceless, got to be careful here. You know, it's nothing worse than dead air on an audio show, but I, I really have to, I'm, I'm tempted to lose my marbles right now and I don't want to do it because of the effectiveness of the argument will go down the hill uh, quickly. I mean, well, folks, if, if you're listening on the audio show, by the way, um, please check out the YouTube and watch that video or just go to the Blaze article if you, if you don't have the time and just watch that video. I'm going to humbly and respectfully ask that you make this thing go viral, and I mean really viral, because everybody needs to see this, because this is a microcosm of what we've become. We become a society where these these faceless, unempathetic, non-caring bureaucrats sit there and play Tetris On their phones and computers, Super Mario Brothers 6, while a citizen who takes his time to go out there, to park, to walk up there, compressed into a two-minute timeline, is forced to give comments while these lunatics can't take two seconds to avert their eyes from their level six Super Mario's conquest to listen to what this gentleman had to say. Again, I don't even know what he had to say. This guy could have been advocating for a 90% tax rate in Seattle. The Mm -hmm. bottom line is I don't care. His absolute God-given big R right to petition his government is something you didn't give him, God gave him. And you govern because of our consent. This is not a monarchy. It's not an oligarchy. This is a constitutional republic. We choose you as representatives. I can only hope every member of that city council that barely averted their eyes suffers the wrath of the voters out there in their next election. That was a disgrace. I don't listen. I can't. I don't live in Seattle. I live in Palm City, Florida. I don't care who you vote in. That's your choice in Seattle. But I'm telling you, those people you voted in, that is a catastrophic mistake. And that lady, I don't know who she is. But that comment in the beginning was one of the most disgusting, abhorrent, grotesque comments I have ever seen in government. Oh, you're exaggerating. No, I'm not. Poor guy goes up there, asks him for two seconds to bring their... Can you please look at me? And what does she say? You're on a two-minute timer. Come on, dude. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Folks, I don't talk to Armacost like that. He's my buddy. Come on, Joe. Two minutes. Let's go, buddy. Snap, snap. Joe'd quit tomorrow because he has some dignity and self-respect. People get mad at me because sometimes I ask Paula to put up clips and I don't say please, which you're right. I should She's my wife. I love her to death. But it's just because we've been married so long. (laughs) Hey, come on. Hey, snap, snap. Get those guys. She divorced me tomorrow. <laughs> Believe me, I know my wife. Right? Paula be out of here tomorrow morning. She'd run out that door. Hey, snap, snap. Get those pictures up. No, no, no. That ain't gonna happen. Not in this house. But you work for us. We pay you. And you're telling the guy, hey, let's go. Come on, let's go. You're on two minutes. Can you please reset the clock until like the two minutes where you're actually paying attention to me? No, no, no. Let's go, buddy. Make that go viral. Send that to everybody and anyone who will watch it and share it, because that's the problem with our government today. An elitist, out-of-touch, bow tie wearing foie gras-eating, salmon sushi lunch crowd out there, that, sipping their fine wine and cocktails while the rest of us toil to support their bougie lifestyles. While they simultaneously crap in our Cheerios and ignore us all day. That that city council is a disgrace. That video should be played everywhere, all the time, for everyone to see. How did that guy keep a real his cool sh- like that, dude? Uh, I mean, he was uh, you cool know as a I, cucumber. Good point. Amazing. Good point. And that's why I said before, because I'm a you know, sometimes a very emotional guy It's obvious, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. it's not a big secret that a It's all right, man. That I think the argument is best made, Joe, the way he handled it. Uh, uh, Yes. He says, you know what? This is all on tape. And this is really a sad day. Good for him. Yeah, man. God bless you, brother. Get that guy on uh, on Fox, man. Someone needs to interview him. That should go everywhere. That clip should be on every cable news channel from now into perpetuity. Show what happens when government bureaucrats stop caring about the people they're supposed to be governing. All right. One final story of the day. Speaking of the, you know, out of control bureaucracies, New York City. You know, I spent a lot of time um, back and forth and then I grew up in New York. Uh, I, I'm very familiar with New York City. I grew up in Queens. It was a cop in Brooklyn and New York City has really become a bastion of far left liberal values, uh, heavy regulations, high taxes. And ladies and gentlemen, it's it's taking a significant toll on what's happening to New Yorkers and their financial security. We have a story up, up on Gino today. I strongly encourage you to look at Quinnipiac, not a right leaning poll outfit, as a story, as a poll out, excuse me, that 41 percent of New Yorkers say they'll be forced to leave the city, saying it's too expensive. Now, folks, none of this is a mystery. Uh, that New York is expensive to live in. But if you ever asked yourself why, this is the problem I have with liberals. Liberals to circle back from the beginning, the story about Charlottesville, where they're just fabricating comments Trump made. He called neo-Nazis fine people. I mean, he didn't. You can actually read the transcript. Yeah, but I say he did. Okay, well, you're just an idiot. You're just making that. I don't know what to tell you. You're a liar. You're a moron or you can't read. There's no option D there, okay? This is a poll run by a mainstream outlet, polling outlet, Where New Yorkers themselves that have voted in Democrats do things to these New Yorkers that 41% of them say they hate so much they want to leave. And yet they don't understand why. The city is expensive precisely because of the interdiction of government and their uh, interventions, a better way to say it, intervention uh, in their daily lives by government. Why is the rent high in New York? Because of rent control policies that incentivize people to build really wealthy apartments that are, you know, 5,000 square feet and don't, they, they don't encourage affordable housing. Why? Because the people who are living in rent control apartments aren't paying market rates so landlords don't build more apartments because they can't make any money on them. This is not complicated economics. That's why the rent is high. The taxes. I've said to you repeatedly, corporate taxes, business taxes. Taxes, hotel taxes, all this. Who are they passed on to, Joe? Mm -hmm. You. There it is. There's no such thing as a corporate tax paid for by the corporation. There is no Mr. IBM. There's no Mr. Apple who pays the tax. A corporation is made of people. That company passes on those taxes to you, the consumer. Why do you think the taxes... Wait, what, is it a mystery that the cost of living in, in, in certain places in Texas is really low that are run by conservative values, but the cost of living in liberal places like Massachusetts and New York is really high? No, it's not. It's the liberal policies that are doing it. My simple point is this. 41% of New Yorkers object to the policies they voted into office. When are they going to wake up and realize that they themselves voted for this? Think about what's happening in Seattle. Watch that video before you cast your next vote. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, tune in to handy night. I may be guest hosting uh, the show tonight, so check that out. You don't want to miss it. And I really appreciate uh, everybody with the YouTube channel. Uh, it's really taken off. YouTube.com slash Bongino. We appreciate your audio listens as well. Uh, the show is exploded we've grown by like 20 30 percent in just a couple weeks so thank you very much please subscribe to the show on itunes it's free the subscriptions that would help us move up the charts if you don't have an iphone you can follow us on iHeartRadio or soundcloud i really appreciate it folks thanks for tuning in i'll see you all month good day sir you just heard the dan bongino show you can also get dan's podcasts on itunes or soundcloud and follow dan on twitter 24 7 at Dbongino bongino